Welcome on Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. We are less than 24 hours, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and on three from Colin Simmons's decision. Colin, uh, he's announcing, expected to announce tomorrow uh, between Texas, LSU, and Miami. Those are his final three, according to his Twitter. He's put out very little information. Uh, other than that, uh, to be fair, uh, Jerry, he's kind of kept everybody in the dark, trying to play it uh, close to his vest. And I think he's done a, a success. He's been successful in, in that effort over the last uh, you know, week, two weeks. He's really, really been uh, quiet, but at the same time, uh, been uh, dealing with some social media stuff. He announces uh, on Thursday at 2 p.m. Uh, it's 2 p.m. right at his high school. Yeah, 2 yep. p.m. at Duncanville. On three, we'll carry the, the decision live. Uh, Jerry and I will also be live after that. Uh, we'll be actually live a little bit before that. Jerry will be on hand in uh, Duncanville uh, for the decision. Uh, Jerry, as we talk about it tonight, we're less than 24 hours out. You and I thought, let's do a video. Yeah. Basically asking folks or, or telling folks why we think he's important uh, and talk uh, a little bit about who he's considering, et cetera, to give a real primer for this decision because we feel like it's an important one. It's yes. not just an every day of the week one at, at all. So let's start here, okay? Uh, let's start uh, and tell us why you think this guy is important uh, for the Texas recruiting class or for wherever he goes. Well, for wherever he goes, because he's a premium position player uh, and he's about as good as it gets as far as rushing the passer. 33 tackles for loss, 22 and a half sacks as a junior against the national schedule, a state championship schedule in which they beat – uh, North Shore and Colin Simmons was very good in that game. So that alone, the number one ranked edge prospect in the country, according to the on three industry ranking, um, he is just one of those rare guys, six, two and a half, 225, 230 pounds. He's got length to him, to his frame. He is just a tremendous prospect. He can dip and rip and, and under balance and close about as well as you can. And we'll talk about that more later. For the Texas side, though, this is the number one edge prospect in the country at Duncanville High School, the most talented program in the country, in the DFW area along I-20, which is where when Steve Sarkeesian was hired and Jeff Banks was hired on his staff, they knew they had to win. That Texas had struggled. I put out a story on Inside Texas a couple of weeks ago. Texas has really struggled in DFW under Tom Herman. And Sark knew they had to change that when he came in. Um, and they have changed it. And the reality is Anthony Hill, Jonte Cook, they're very good prospects, five-star ranked prospects. This has been the highest ranked guy yet, though. Um, I mean, number five overall in the country, edge position, number one in Texas. And what makes it big for Texas is you know that, you know, look, maybe he pulls the shocker and goes to Miami tomorrow. Maybe he does. I don't think it's going to happen, but this is an SEC battle. This has been an SEC recruitment. If you follow his visits, it's been LSU six times, Texas six times. He's been on campus today and then he's been to Florida twice. He's been to Georgia. He's been to Alabama multiple times, mixing a couple other SEC stops along the way. But the real SEC powers have been battling, trying to take Colin Simmons out of Duncanville and move him east for college. And that means you slow Texas momentum in recruiting in DFW. Uh, you hurt Texas A&M, who's playing in the SEC West. This is a huge recruitment for Texas and Sark to win 
Because, look, the reality is he has a great offensive resume. We talk about it all the time. All the time, the quarterback room being tremendous at Texas isn't a surprise. Wide receivers coming to Texas, not a surprise. Running backs with a short choice, offensive line, none of that's a surprise. Edge position pass rushers uh, and defensive line are very difficult to win in the SEC region and in the SEC as you move forward. And so you have the number one guy in the country at the edge position, a dynamic pass rusher who I think is an instant impact pass rush guy. He's an early enrollee. Or, uh, December graduate, but Texas has a chance to keep that guy home, and that sends a huge message if they can do it. Well, speaking with Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, Jerry, the, the questions that that immediately come to my mind when I'm when I'm thinking about this is you mentioned guys like Anthony Hill, Manny Muhammad, uh, Jonte Cook, uh, some other guys even further west on I twenty. I mean, Daniel yeah. Cruz this year is one of the top centers in the country. Um, Samaj Burrell out of North Crow. I mean, they've, they've gotten these guys uh, and really concentrated. Sark's made a concentrated effort in his staff uh, to really play, pay attention to that area. <clears throat> and then you have Duncanville kind of as the middle focus of it. DeSoto there, off it, obviously, right. as well. Those two teams. Um, you know, I, I look at it, and uh, if you're the state university of the state of Texas, you want to keep the best player in the state of Texas home. Yes, um, that that is the prerogative. And that is, you know, at some level, that's Steve Sarkeesian's mandate. Right. I want to keep the best players home. And I think that, you know, does he does this player fit us? If he does, we want him. And I think that that's that's a big piece of the pie. Um, let, let's talk about the individual teams, though, yeah. that are recruiting because Texas is not to your point. You just mentioned Texas, is not the other, only other one. Um, Texas, LSU and Miami. The other the, the three teams involved, he has not given us a real hint um, in months of what yeah. he's going to do. He, he plays around a little bit on social media, you know, puts it up there with a Texas hat one day, LSU baseball bat the next, Miami on South Beach one after that. <laughs> he's having fun with the process, right? It's part of yeah. it's part of what's become uh, of recruiting these days. But all of that said, what are the things? that we believe Colin Simmons is kind of interpreting and thinking about with these schools. Yeah, uh, let's start with Miami. Why don't we start with Miami? Let's just go team by team, Bobby. We'll go Miami, LSU, then Texas. How's that sound? Yep. Uh, okay, so let's start in Miami. I think Jason Taylor. Look, one of the best pass rushers of all time in the history in the NFL history. Um, way over 100 sacks in his career. Um, it, you know, he's had an impact in that recruitment. Uh, that's he's not the only one. TJ Lindsay also talked about Jason Taylor being impactful in his recruitment, um, which is a different type of player. But still, um, you know, he had a great visit to South Beach, right, in Miami. I mean, I, that weekend, I they pretty much dropped the kids off in South Beach. And uh, we'll look at Coral Gables a little later. <laughs> but, you know, look, Mario, Mario Cristobal, is, he's, he has the Miami profile, which has always been a national profile, but it's been a long-suffering national pro profile. Let's say that. He's got it on the rise again, right? He's doing his job. Doesn't mean you're going to win every recruitment because you're not. Um, but he's got the profile on the rise again, right? They have had some really strong NIL plays in football and basketball and women's basketball. So they're a player in the NIL race, right? So that makes them more attractive um, to kids coming out right now. But I think the biggest thing with Miami is, you know, look, I think Mario Cristobal is a really good recruiter.
but it's Jason Taylor. I mean, it's that that guy saying, who can develop me better, develop you better than me? And has a plan to develop you, a plan that I put forward as an NFL player. That's a pretty good sales pitch, Bobby. I mean, we both would have to agree with that. No, no, I think I think that's part of it. Um, I, I, I just look, I, I'm one of those guys, though, and I will say this about Miami or, or Texas or LSU or whoever. Great players end up being great players, not just because of who's coaching them. No, doubt. right. It's no doubt. Uh, you have great players who come out of Troy State yes. or you know, I don't Nevada Reno. I mean, you have guys that come out of nowhere, and it's not necessarily because the coaches at that particular place were great. And I think that's where because I think that can be overblown at times. It can. Um, and so I, I feel like. I have to I have to keep that in check because I always say if that's the case, then you know, oh, this Brian Hartline guy is great at receivers coach. I'm sure he is. I'm not I'm not saying he's not, right. but how much of it is his selection of the best players? I mean, Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, uh, was from Austin. You know, he he was a freak before he got to Ohio State. Right. I don't know what Brian Hartline exactly did there. Uh, to, uh, to deserve uh, that. You you know what I mean by that? And so no, no to your point, Bobby, 100 percent agree. So we're just kind of laying out somebody's pitch, but I 100% agree with you because here's the way I've always looked at this business. Um, The great talents are going to make it no matter where they go, as long as they do the right things to continue to maximize their talent and have good luck on the injury front. Um, I'm not going to name a name, but there was a, a big time basketball prospect within the last three years whose father literally said, uh, I'm looking at this school, this school, and this school. Where should he go? Who's going to develop him best? And, Bobby, you know, and anybody knows, I've, I'd have never told a kid where to go to school. It's, I, that's, that's, that's you and your parents' decision. But I told him, I was like, what I told him was like, your son's going to be a first-round pick wherever he goes as long as he handles his business. I said that. So, I, you know, that's that's the reality of this business. I mean, that's the reality for some of these prospects. I mean, Adrian Peterson could have gone to any school in the country and as long as he handled his business, um, he was going to be a first-round pick, to your point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, now the colleges have to use whatever they have, they can, right? If, if we think – They we, have to accentuate their positives. If we think we can play the development card better than the other people, we have, here comes our guy, right, at that position. I mean, that's their job as recruiters. Now, uh, talk about a little bit about LSU because uh, the Bengal Tigers uh, certainly hit a chord or struck a chord, we believe, with him on his unofficial visit uh, a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, and I think that started last summer. I think Jamar Kane did a really good job in that recruitment, who's now left, uh, gone to the Denver Broncos. Um, but, I, I, I mean, look, you know, LSU, they won a national championship in 2019. That's in his time span of when these kids really start looking at programs. And, and uh, I've always said from 10, 12, 13 years old, when these kids – Oh, no matter what sport they're in, they come to really like a program, maybe idolize a player on one of those programs. Um, you know, we that happened with Vince Young with Texas for a long time. That happened with Tim Tebow at Florida for a long time when you talk to kids. Um, Percy Harvin at Florida. I mean, there, we can just go down the list of guys. Reggie Bush at USC. I mean, it's not hard. It's pretty simple. So he's seen LSU have success, and he's seen him have recent success, but both on the field and in, and in, in the uh, NFL draft. So – uh, and it's close enough to home. You know, look, the one thing about this recruitment, there's been two things that have always stood out to me, and maybe maybe he'll shock the world tomorrow, but it's always been SEC and close to home. 
Um, so I think LSU has a, a, that close to home factor. I think, you know, from talking to Colin, I know he likes LSU. I know he kind of likes the vibe, Baton Rouge, LSU, the campus life at LSU. That's legitimate w- w- with Colin and his it, how much he likes LSU. I, I got you. All right, speaking with Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and on three, he's going to be at Colin Simmons' announcement tomorrow at 2 p.m. at Duncanville High School. Uh, Jerry, let's talk about the Longhorns now. Yep. What is it that the Longhorns – we, we, realize, we realize this is all part of a sales pitch, but what right. is it that sticks out about the Longhorns that may make them the best fit for Colin? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that Sarkeesian's doing well is getting some of these kids to visualize staying home, helping Texas get back to national prominence, um, and that 40-year decision. Um, if you want to live in Texas, I think all those things are in, in, in coming into play and have been in play. This recruitment. I also look at this, Bobby. I mean, Colin's a very smart kid. Kelvin Banks, kind of when he came to Texas, Texas. You know, Tom Lugenbill mentioned on the show. It's been 22 years, I believe, or something like that, since Texas had a first-round pick on the offensive line. Well, Kelvin Banks knew that. I mean, you know, and now he's in line to, you know, break the curse, right? I mean. Colin Simmons knows he can come in and kind of be that alpha edge player the way Kelvin Banks was at left tackle for Texas. Look, that has an appeal for a kid of that stature. It really does. Um, I once had a I once had a uh, father of a big-time recruit say, you know, if my son went to Texas and helped him get back, they'd probably build a statue. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, so it, it, it's – it's there. That's part of the sales pitch. I think the the a bit, the NIL possibilities in a city like Austin are really there for a top prospect too. And we have, we talk about this. We don't hide from anything. All that stuff comes into play. Close to home, very close to home. Well, you know, look. If the family is going to remain in Dallas, then Austin's two and a half hours. I mean, maybe three if you catch traffic the wrong time. Let's be real. That that two and a half may have changed, but. Um, if a family wants to locate with the son, I mean, Austin's a pretty good sp- spot to do that as well. Um, so I think his mom, I think his uh, little brother have always been impactful in this recruitment and always will be impactful in this recruitment. And then I think, look, the, here's a big one for me, Bobby. If Texas wasn't moving to the SEC, I don't really think they're in this. I, yeah, I really no, don't. I, we talked about that. We, I, we, I really we, don't. I mean, I think they're in it. I think they get a bunch of visits, but I'm not sure they're right there at the end. Like, I think the Texas move to the SEC kind of really pushed them to a different level with Colin and a lot of players. I mean, that's, you know, AM lost their built in advantage there. Here's that's the question I have with this recruitment how big this is. And this is not diminished the University of Texas. We're just talking real right now. If Texas was still in the Big 12 and nothing had transpired, would AM, LSU, and Miami be the final three right now? That's the question that maybe after all this is over, Colin might give us that answer. I think I know the answer, but we'll ask him after all this is over. Well, I think that's a great, I think it's a great point uh, because this is, it, it did give A&M a leg up and, from a recruiting perspective because, and they utilized it, yes. uh, it you know, in, in that regard. At the same time, uh, what we see now is a Texas staff that is a little bit more gung-ho. Uh, I, I don't know how to put it about Steve Sarkeesian's recruiting efforts, but he's not afa- afraid to, to fight uh, when it comes to recruiting. He's That's not right. going down like Herb Hand did with Tom yeah. Herman and go down to offensive lineman number seven, eight, nine, twelve. 
Correct. You know, <laughs> you know, there's there's a different story to be told in Austin. Uh, and another part of that, too, Jerry, is that the head coach being personally involved in the recruitment, yes. I, yes. which I, I'm not saying all three head coaches aren't personally involved in recruiting a, a player of this magnitude. So we have to understand that. But, but, but to your point, Bobby, let's say this, though. Let's point that out. Sark's been involved personally on this the whole way through. Mario Cristobal just got the Miami last year. Brian Kelly just got the LSU last year. Sarkeesians, they offered this kid and have been on calling since they really got there. Jeff Banks put Texas in that position when Chris Gilbert was at Texas, right? Sarkeesians been involved in this recruitment for longer than the other head coaches that are of the finalists. Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame, right? Mario, Mario Cristobal was at Oregon. They may have tried because Cam Williams was committed there. But it's different when you're the head coach at Texas for that long period of time. I, I, and I failed to mention the other thing, Bobby, with Texas. We mentioned that all the DFW area connections, all the kids he's grown up with. And that doesn't mean that's why you're going to make a decision. But we talk about all the factors that these schools have going for them. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a bunch of stuff available there, Jerry. Yeah. Like in, in my opinion, and what I mean by available, there's just a lot of various factors. And you got to find the right fit that's that's right for you. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think Texas, uh, LSU, Miami are, are his three finalists. We're going to find out tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Um, Jerry, is, is it – you know, in, in politics, people project winners and all this other yeah. stuff. This seems like one of those that even though people have RPMs, I mean, it's funny. Texas guys have RPMs on Texas. LSU guys have uh, RPMs on LSU. The Miami uh, the Miami guy today was like, oh, Miami's in it. We think that they have a shot. It's <clears throat> it's interesting to me if you step back and have to watch it from that, 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 uh, that kind of grand scheme of things. It feels to me that this is like anybody's race. We all have bits and uh, pieces of information, but truthfully, the only person that knows what they're going to say tomorrow at that podium is Colin Simmons. You you, you feel that way? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I've said for a while, I think he knows where he's going. Um, but when recruiting, once you announce that date, the pressure really starts. And that's when everybody comes in, right? And that's when those talks with the family, everybody gets a little nervous, right? It's recruiting's fun when you're making the visits. But yep. once you put that date out publicly, this stuff goes to another level because you really sit down and, and everybody's in your ear. They know they have limited time, right? The family has limited time to have for all their input. So that's where the stressful part of this comes in is once you set that date and then you have those 10 days until that that commitment day happens. I think Colin set his date knowing where he was going. We'll see if what he says tomorrow after he makes his announcement, but that doesn't take away from the pressure of recruiting and how sometimes that can change. Um, so look, I don't I don't think a guy who's been recruited as long as Colin has set that date without a really good idea of what he's going to say tomorrow.
Got it. Uh, that's Jerry Hamilton uh, uh, inside Texas. And on three, he will be at the announcement ceremony of Colin Simmons tomorrow at 2 p.m. in Duncanville High School. He's also going to be in Duncanville a little earlier in the day. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to have a little special uh, live stream going on around 8 a.m. in the morning uh, to get everybody up to date if anything happened overnight with this recruitment that we can uh, lean on and talk about, as well as some other news of the day. Uh, it's going to be uh, on Texas football today at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll go from about 8 to 9 a.m. Hey, Bobby, I, ca I can't let you get out of here without asking you a question. Your thoughts on Colin Simmons. Okay, you're one of the guys, the first guys in this business to rank prospects on a national level. You've watched Colin Simmons. What are your thoughts on him as a player for the Texas fans? I, I think that it's rare. This one thing's rare at defensive line, Jerry. Uh, to see the athleticism and ability, and then if the production matches. Yeah. That That's that you use the term checking all the boxes. I, I don't use that because that wasn't my vernacular back in the day. Right. But he's not only got the long arms, the quick twitch, he's on you. I, I always call it, it's closing speed to me, but it's yeah. that short space closing speed where he kind of just latches on. And you call it suddenness. You're one yeah, of the it is. It's suddenness. The term suddenness uh, yeah. It, that, that he actually goes, he, he speeds up getting to the quarterback. Right. I, I think that that kind of stuff, when you match it with uh, production that he's had in the high school level at a large school, matters. Yeah. Now, doesn't mean that everybody's going to be the same or whatever. But from my vantage point, I mean, he's a top 10 player in the country. I don't know. I haven't seen everybody. Right. I don't know. I can't argue whether he should be one or 10. I don't I don't know yeah. that. But what I would say is I see a guy that that's a, a definite NFL label on his helmet at yeah. one point in time. That doesn't mean he's not going to have to work uh, to get there. He's not going to endure hard times and all that other stuff, because that's part of the process of becoming an NFL football player. The thing that I see though, is I see an elite five-star prospect as soon as you turn on the film. I mean, I, period, full stop. There you go. That's Bobby Burton on Colin <laughs> Simmons. <laughs> All right, Jerry, thanks so much, bud. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning, okay? Yeah, let's do it. All right, have a good one.